What is your why? Do you want dynamic growth? Do you feel stuck? It's time to fix your why. Hello, I'm Billy Ryan, and this is the Fix Your Why podcast. Today, my guest is Dutch Bradley, creator of Life After the Hustle and founder of Bad Boys Prey. Dutch, yeah. it is awesome to have you here. Awesome to be here. Thank you for allowing me to be your guest. So you're an entrepreneur. Sure. Shaped by the community. Shaped by life. Tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, shaped by life and life experiences. I, uh, as a young man, grew up, didn't know who my father was, and that left a real void, a real hole in my life. So I didn't have, um, you know, what men are created to have, and that is someone to lead and guide and naturally help us go through the phases of life. And so by the time I was 22, I found myself in a lot of trouble, looking at prison time for trafficking cocaine. And thankfully, I came to a place of faith as a result of that. So I put my heart, my life, uh, and my trust in Christ. Um, and that began to give me someone to follow, right? It mm. gave me somebody who I could now model my life after, who I could now uh, implement morality and ethics. And long story short, it began to shape me as a young man. And that's kind of when the entrepreneurial component of my life took place because the mistakes of my past permitted me or did not permit me to be able to kind of move into a conventional way of working for a corporation because they wouldn't hire guys with marks like mine. Which has to be, it's, it's so antithetical to what we want for people that have, you know, veered off the path, if you will, whatever the right colloquialism is, you know, we want people to find their purpose in life mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And, it's frustrating to hear your story and and at the same time it's amazing how you have built yourself into this you know forgiving loving man <laughs> no doubt and you know it's how many you know how many people in that community didn't find their way sure you know and and so you your faith obviously was a big big part of it how did uh, the community after you left the prison how did that help you or not help you yeah i'd probably like to start just a little bit before that and then i can uh be Great. conclusive with your answer you know because of my faith it renewed my hope mm -hmm. and that was what i was lacking i was lacking the hope for something better i couldn't see a path and there wasn't anyone there to help open a path for me so as a result of that, I ended up taking on academia while I was incarcerated. I ended up with a 4.0 GPA. I became the only guy that was eligible to go on what was called study release the last six months of my prison sentence. And so I went to a four-year university, but even there is a unique situation because the university that was hosting the correspondence within the prison was a mainstream white university. And if I named it, everybody would know that university. They wouldn't let me on their campus mm. because of my crime. And so I ended up going to an HBCU, which is a historical black college university. They embraced me and they welcomed me and I had a thriving opportunity there. And then after my release from prison, I ended up transferring to Washington DC to attend a very well-known prominent uh, historical black college university as well. Got a great education at a place that people welcomed me and loved me. And that was amazing. So that kind of set the stage for me. Um, but I still couldn't get hired 
for a job. And the jobs that would hire you, they don't give you a livable wage. Now, I was somebody that had proven myself during my time of dealing with my consequences that I wanted more. And I think that that's really a separator is that there's people that really do pick up and want change and difference in their life. And that's what kind of helped me on more of an entrepreneurial track, not because I chose it, but because life's consequences kind of chose it for me. Yeah, amazing, though, that you made, well, one, that you were aware enough to find a program to, to uh, reduce the sentence that you were designated to serve, but then also to educate yourself profoundly. Yeah. What, what is your why today? Um, you know, that's, that's the conflict because it's between what is really in my heart to do and help other people with. I kind of, I believe it's something that innately we're born with these things that God has put in us um, to do and to accomplish. And we can't escape that, right? It's innate. It's within us. Mm -hmm. uh, and my own ability to navigate survival, right? So for years, it was just survival, just figuring out how to pay the bills, just figuring out how to, um, you know, make ends meet. But in that, because innately, there's this love to help people, while you're struggling, you're at the same time helping others in their struggle. Right. And so I think that, that part of that is the proving ground. That for me is where faith helped give me an explanation for why I had to mm. struggle. It's a nice way to put it. Yeah. And so now I understand, okay, I've got to go through this, but you know what? Even this isn't forever. This has an end season to it as well. And a new season will begin. And so that's where the doors open for me to be able to go and do some really fascinating things. And you have done, I mean, you've helped a lot of people. How long has it been? since you completed the education in dc the education in dc was over 20 years ago yeah so over that 20-year period you in and out of i guess different seasons if you will in that 20-year sure. period you devoted yourself to helping people that didn't have the leadership that you had didn't That's have right. the faith that you have um and you're not alone in there are a lot of people out there that have a dream they have a passion and then they think, well, I have to put bread on the table. Mm -hmm. So I have to say no to my dream or my passion. Right. I have to just get a job or I have to, you know, whatever. So that's not unique. You had the challenge of the felony conviction. So obviously that closed a lot of doors to you. But despite what had to be at times constant frustration, you kept giving others. Yeah, I mean, the challenges are even more compounding than that because what you have is it's the lack of opportunity that comes because you made a mistake mm, yeah. 25 years ago or even if that was five years ago, right? Yeah. It, once I've paid my debt to society, give me a fair shake, give me a fair opportunity. The other piece of this, though, is, is that even within the faith community, my history with the faith community is, is that they took my story and they exploited it. They took it, they used it for their benefit, but they never offered to help me in the transition. So they're listening to the story, oh, how bad for you, but never provided an opportunity for another way to navigate yeah. the path, right? And so I share with people all the time, I mean, what good is it if you share that you're a patriot if you're not doing things to help your community, your city, and your country? 
Right. Right. That's really what patriotism is, is let's let's, you know, tie our boots up and let's help one another become the best that we can be, whether that's education, whether that's politics, whether that's career job. Um, you know, typically when you're coming out of my situation, you look for any job, then you look for a better job mm-hmm. and then you hope you find a career. Right. That's the ABCs of employment. Right. Right. And so this is what, you know, today we're doing. But for me, where I couldn't find a job, I ended up traveling the world as a bodyguard for Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony. Now, this is not something that I was in pursuit of. This was an opportunity that happened for me because I was diligent in seeking opportunity. And so not a conventional way of doing it, right. but a really interesting, fun way of entering into a season that had an ending to it. And then I used that experience to help take me to the next season. And another great set of experiences. No doubt. So what's the next chapter look like for you? Yeah. So, well, once I got doing, done doing the bodyguard stuff, which was, it was, it was a season, um, I began traveling and telling my story all over the country. So I had a couple of different organizations I was traveling with and speaking for. And one of those opportunities was in prisons all over the United States. Why? Well, I've got a, a story that people in prison right. can resonate with. But I also got to share my faith experience in churches all over the country. I got to uh, do some Christian television on two of the largest networks in the country. Um, had my story broadcast, broadcast um, all over the world. And that's pretty amazing. And so at the end of that, now it's a matter of how do I take what I have lived and the experiences I've had and translate that into bettering my community. And so that's what I'm doing now with an organization called One Community USA. And this is where we're going into prisons, providing guys with faith, hope, and love, but also job skills and working on those soft job skills so that we can get them not just to come out and want a job, but to have the mindset that says I belong to a bigger fraternity of people Mm. and I can't not wake up and go to the job interview because I belong to a community that's rooting for me and I need to succeed so that my success will translate to who's coming behind me. And there's that hope thing again. Without hope, men are desperate. (laughs) So absolutely. Hope is a constant theme for sure. So the the new organization that you're involved with, um, you get a chance to continue to tell your story. Uh, do you see kind of a, a next phase for, for Dutch Bradley and, and how you get that brand out there? Yeah. So right now I'm partnering with an organization also uh, called I am second. They did my video testimony years ago. They're a global organization. They're based in Dallas, Texas. And what I'm doing with them is developing a podcast where we can feature the testimonies that are on there. Some of the people are famous, some of the people are not, but the stories are really amazing uh, of life currency and how to overcome difficulties in our life and bad decisions. And the goal there is is that we're able to compile um, that podcast in order to transmit it to inmates all Mm -hmm. over the country. So we have a half a million inmates that we have immediate access to because now in prisons, men and women who are incarcerated have use of tablets. And on that tablets, there's a company that puts content on there. Well, listen, we've got to get in the airwaves and we've got to deliver good messaging. You know why? There's a lot of mess on television. 
For sure. And there's a lot of messaging that's tearing down the nuclear family, tearing down, you know, the absence of men even being acknowledged as being needed within the household, right? And we know that when the man is removed from the family, and I'm talking about men with character, men with integrity, men who are leading with faith, hope, and love. Uh, once that man is no longer in the family, we know the family begins to disintegrate. And so we have women trying to raise children and be both mother and father, and that's not what they were intended to do. So we're, we're trying to get messaging that's good, solid messaging uh, to give people better information so people can make better choices. Oh, that's great. And any challenges in getting that message into the prison? I mean, are the prisons welcoming you or? So that's an interesting dynamic as well because it's all done through relationship, right? If you don't have a relationship, there's a lot of resistance. But if you have relationship, and, and, and a lot of our prison systems, they're looking for help. It just has to be packaged in a way that they're willing to receive it. And so one of the concepts I have is um, a reality television show where I feature five guys like myself who've been through some really hard decisions and made bad choices in the past. We analyze their life as it relates to their family, to their faith, to the development of the father, uh, children dynamic as well as the husband wife dynamic and then we take these five guys into the prisons and we do hardcore confrontational decision uh, providing people with the decision do you want to keep living your life the way that you've lived it or today do you want to make a decision and make a change to live it differently Wow, that sounds like an awesome opportunity for awesome. your audience we love it you know you again to have somebody who lived the life but found a way out of it, mm -hmm. you know, and then continued and then gave back to others. Sure. That's a great story. I really appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. And for all it. of you listening today, um, I mean, I have great respect for Dutch and what he's accomplished. Uh, it's a wonderful story, and I'm grateful that he shared it with us today. Have a great day.